Welcome to another Talking With at Anbury. Today we are talking with Patrick Burt. He is a digital marketing strategist and head of sales at Connected Funnels. Welcome, Patrick. <laughs> there we go. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. I have actually been following your post on the Vet Tribe where we met. Um, and I have to say, every I look forward to your posts every single day. If I always learn something, but what I'm I'm going to be honest, what I'm really looking forward to is what joke or what funny <laughs> humorous I'm going to have to read that pops into in my newsfeed. It's always a a great read and a good learning. I'm learning a lot from you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I have the. Uh... I have, I have the best memes. I got to say, uh, I have to tone it down a little bit. Cause like, I can't, whenever I was in, in the Marines, I was like, I had the craziest memes, but I kind of, kind of got to tone it back a little bit. Not to, not to upset anybody. <laughs> you are yourself a veteran. You were in the United States Marine Corps. Um, you got out as a corporal. What year did you get out? So I went in, uh, September 11th, uh, 2012, um, that's when I stepped on those, uh, super scary yellow footprints. And then I did five years. Um, and then I got out in August. Uh, yeah, like uh, sometime in August, I think it was August 10th, uh, in 2017. And then, you know, it was fun. I loved it. It was great. Uh, maybe not do it again, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe just do it that one time. What did yeah, you do that one time we're in? It was, uh, TMDE, so Test Maintenance Diagnostic Equipment Technician, and summed up what we did was calibrations. Um, there's only about, I think, 250, maybe at most, uh, around there uh, of us in the entire Marines, uh, very, very tight-knit, very, very uh, long training. And, and that wasn't what you wanted to go in as. So when you, before you joined the Marine Corps, did you always know that you were going into the Marines or oh, yeah, military? Definitely. Uh, 100%. So let's see. I think I was four or five. And uh, so my dad was a Marine and my grandfather, the same thing. Um, and I think I was four or five and I found my dad's, uh, my dad's dress blue cover. And I was like, what is this? You know, I'm like, there's a funky looking hat. So <laughs> Um, but then I, I slowly started learning about like, you know, what it is to be a Marine. What is a Marine? You know, what do they do? Why it's different from the other branches. And then probably around like 16, I knew I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and so the, the military, the Marine Corps specifically, that was your path from a very young age. Very young. To hear you talk about <laughs> how you came to be in sales and marketing is is pretty impressive. So when you got out, what was that first? Okay, I'm a, I'm I'm a veteran now. I'm back into the civilian world. I'm going to have to make money. What am I going to do? What what did you think so, you were going to Let's see. I, I think the the big thing, so we'll have to backtrack a little bit cuz I I kind of got my uh I kind of got turned on to business whenever I was in. So I think it was 2014. I was still in schooling. I discovered, uh, I actually came across MLM, but that was my first introduction to business. Then whenever I went into Japan, I joined another, uh, it was a travel company, but a buddy from high school kind of reached out to me 
And that's whenever uh, we started up a whole new company, a software company that uh, focused on um, online presence. And it was interesting because I was there at kind of the birth of the company. And a, a funny story, I like to tell any, any discouraged salesman that's like, oh, I can, I can never do sales. I, you know, it's not me, you know. It technically wasn't my first sales call. It was technically a voicemail that I left. But I was, <laughs> I was so scared that I was trying to talk to this guy and schedule another call. But I made up that my staff sergeant was calling me. And I'm like, hey, I have to go. So I hung up the phone on a voicemail. I wasn't even talking to anybody. And I freaked out. But I always look back to that. Uh, whenever I, I ever get discouraged because just seeing how far I came, but going from there into my first step in digital space. And I mean, I still had a year left in my contract. So like, I knew that's what I was going to do whenever I got out. What is, what was it about the sales process that motivated you that, that drew you in? I think, um, so I mean, I, I'd be 100% honest at first it was money. I'm like, money, I'm going to be rich, you know, sales, awesome. And then I realized I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, after that, it became a, a big self-improvement thing. So, uh, for example, through, through high school, like, I wasn't necessarily the macho man, you know. I was like, I played freaking Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I love that stuff. Um, so, I wasn't necessarily the most social butterfly. If I could talk with them, like, I could become friends with them. I was friends with everybody. But one of the things that really drove me in sales, I would say, is the ability to not necessarily control the conversation, but like it, play with it. So it's like a whole flow chart, I say. And so that's one thing about sales that really, really fascinated me. And just the ability to communicate well mm -hmm. uh, was... I just, I've always wanted to do it because I was never good at it. Once I got the hang of it and I started actually getting sales and was able to like push value to people and, and help people. I mean, I was, I was completely hooked. And that was another thing that really, really uh, drew me into sales was that I was, I was helping solve a problem. And I like, that's one of the reasons why I joined the Marines is to help people like helping people, helping solve a problem and feeling, I guess I could put it as I felt valuable. So in order to solve these problems and I just kept learning and learning and learning sales opportunities, sales call is like a game of chess. And it's like, how can I, you know, what do I have to say? How do I do this? You know, how can I best word these things? Like, I love it. It's, it's addicting. Well, what was that first opportunity? And you, you found this, and you were really drawn into that first sales opportunity with your friend from high school. What was the result um, of that? What was the impact that you had on that company? I was really the driving force behind the entire sales behind that company. I mean, I was uh, from, from zero to six figures, middle six figures all on my own. I mean, it was, it was a big mindset shift because once I look back and I realized I'm like, holy shit, I did that, you know? going from nothing to, you know, selling and having like 500 plus clients through my own doing, it was, it was mind boggling to once, once I really grasped it. It, it has to really fuel your confidence because you're trying something new. You're kind of, um, you're most definitely going through 
a sales boot camp, to say the least. We're going to give you the <laughs> instruments and the tools and resources, and it's up to you whether you succeed or fail. And you definitely rose to that occasion. When you left there, you knew this is what I'm going to do. This is my definition of success. This is the industry. I kind of left there knowing that marketing was kind of the thing to be in, um, mainly because marketing is a unique challenge. So every single, you know, software is cool. Um, but the thing about software is like every single person gets the exact same thing to a, to a certain degree. Um, and I mean, software as a business model, that's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother topic, but marketing in general, I mean, I like the unique challenges with it because it's always changing. It's always being creative. You always have to stay on your toes. Things are always moving. That's a big thing that I really liked about marketing. And then of course, I mean, I have my own, uh, personal brand that I'm trying to build, which is going into, uh, organic consulting or organic marketing, uh, you know, like Facebook pages and posting and stuff like that, content strategies and how to organically pop up in searches and stuff like that. And then I want to do uh, sales training as well. Um, that's a bit down the road, but yeah, marketing, I mean, I, I love it. It's so much fun and it's where the money's at too. <laughs> well, you're doing a piece of that. What is that like? You have been helping other people for the last, what, two years? Build out their brands, build out their strategies, their business brand, maybe it's their personal brand, but now you're doing that for yourself. Is there any stark differences of doing it for someone else versus doing it for yourself? Uh, there's, there's a few problems that I see are pretty common. Um, and I, and I, I've always acknowledged that they were problems, but I never really faced them until I started doing it. And it's basically the, uh, the imposter syndrome, the kind of the doubts. It's like, do I really know what I know? Because in my mind, my knowledge, like the content that I put out, I'm like, and I mean, this, I don't mean this to offend anybody, but it's like, in my perspective, it's like, this is so easy. Like, do I, am I really giving value? What it seems to me is that you are giving sound advice that have proven results for success in these clients that you've had. And then when it comes to just concentrating and building out yours, that's when you're going Maybe it's too much. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it needs to. Right. What do you What do you think that that comes from? Because every individual that I've talked to oh, sure. has had some level or degree of that. Where do you think that that is coming from? I mean, I know, I know for a fact it's it's literally it just revolves around fear. Right. But it's the first time that I actually go in and do it officially, and like I have my checklist, you know, like all the little things. Right. Then I'm gonna be perfectly fine. But it, it, it's all it's all centered around the fear, and I mean, the psychology behind doing something new, because like I can't write it off and say anything other than I'm just being, I'm just being paranoid and scared. Mm -hmm. I've done crazy things, so doing this on my own is not, uh, not far fetched. It's not yeah, a far fetched. Not at all. It's is this the just, obvious next step for you in your career? Is to. Not for sure. It is. It's, and why is that obvious? Um, because I mean, I feel like I've done this for so long and cause I mean, I originally got started, I mean, it's been like, it's been like three or four years or something since I originally got started in sales and then trickled that into marketing and picked up. But another thing that I, I like to 
bring up is that I, again, I didn't learn like others because I, that was my only real source of income. Wake up at six, I would be reading, I would be dialing until 11 at night. And then I would repeat me the same thing every day. I didn't take Sundays off. I didn't take weekends off. I didn't, I didn't go to church. I didn't do anything. All I did was sales. The amount of stuff that I crammed into the time that I had was unhealthy to say the least. There was, <laughs> there was very little work-life balance. There, there was no fucking work-life balance. Oh, none. There was zero. None. Um, I maybe took off over the whole year, like seven days. Uh, so like there was no work-life balance, but I, at looking back, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I did that because my knowledge is so vast compared to some of the other people that have been doing it the same amount of time I've been doing it. Even, I mean, again, I could talk game with people that have been in it for years and years. Well, and it, and you back that up. It's not something that you're just saying your knowledge right. is vast and you are truly sharing it um, within the group and within your tribes, you know, and you're, you're giving people the tools and resources. I think those that are similar to you, that they need some tools, a direction, and they're going to unpack it and figure out what they need to do. You're setting them up for that. What I get out of your posts, um, is I read them. I get a lot of information. And then at the end of it all, I'm like, I'm so glad he knows all of this stuff. When I'm ready <laughs> to deal with it, I'll call him because right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not moved to unpack it and, and go. And I really do believe that marketing and sales very essential to every single business, oh, whether 100%. it's one person or it's a thousand people, you have to have those two components. And I do feel like it's often overlooked mm -hmm. as we'll get to it or it's not as important. I think sales is looked as to be important, but marketing sometimes is highly underrated. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter, you know, what business you do. You could be selling t-shirts, you can be selling software, you could be building houses. It doesn't matter. If you do not know sales and you are the owner of that business, you, that is a big gap Huge. that needs to be filled. Huge gap. Um, and I see a lot of business owners going in and being like, oh, I have this big product. I, you know, I do... I do detailing really well, or I paint art really well, or I can fix cars really well. But if you can't sell your service or you don't know how to communicate, then the business is going to fail. Right. And so the first thing that someone really needs to understand that you would be bringing to the table is what? What's that first question you're asking? That's going to be, that's, I mean, that's a big thing about it. So like, I'm trying to, because one, I want to have kind of like a, a bit of a flow. So like, okay, we need to look at this aspect of the business, that aspect of the business, this aspect, so that I can take everything scattered because it's going to be scattered for every single business. I mean, that's consulting. Right. right. Um, but I want to have at least some sort of guideline to be like, okay, here's their problem. We need to start here. That's their problem. We need to start there. But yeah, every, every uh, individual is going to be different. And that's going to be something that I really, really want to be able to cater to. Um, that and I know I'm just scatterbrained. <laughs> Is that, would you say, a, a weakness or a strength? Uh, 
I would say it's more of a strength than a weakness. I mean, yeah, it definitely does have at times where it's like, okay, you know, but at the same time, that's one of the reasons why I'm able to think out of the box. I'm able to come up with some of these crazy solutions. I'm able to look at things from different perspectives. Um, it keeps you flexible. It, exactly. It keeps me really flexible uh, and it keeps me on my toes. And so that I'm able to, you know, going back to like the sales, it's like chess. So if I'm a linear thinker, then I can only like, if anything veers off the pass and uh, you know, I'm screwed. Then what are you going to do? But, exactly. Yeah. But since I'm so scattered, like I can kind of pick things up wherever they fall. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. So it is, it is a strength. Do you use every aspect of a business to, to market them? And what I mean by that, is it, is it a full on transparency, if you will, such as, let's say it's an older and more established company that's, that's bringing in new technology uh, to solve whatever pain point is in the market. Is mm -hmm. that... Is that a common approach to let's capitalize on that to revive or renew or get your brand out in front of another, another segment? If it's an older business, I can kind of help with that. And I can streamline a lot of the processes and be like, Hey, here's like a whole another three revenue streams that you could build based on the values that you offer. Uh, but some of the newer ones, I mean, it's, it's getting crazy. For businesses that are getting started today that are going to market today. What is the one thing or is there one thing that they need to make sure is in front of them and not in their blind spot? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of the businesses that I see kind of going into business now, there's a lot of fear um, that's really, really messing things up. And I mean, that fear translates into your product. That fear translates into your sales, your marketing, your development. I mean, there's, I really can't pin it to one thing, but I really do feel like marketing and sales are the biggest thing because you can have a, a terrible product, but if you're a good salesman, you could put out a good product. That's not the final thing, but right. you can sell it and you can take that funding in order to improve everything overall. But yeah, again, like going back to your question, I really feel like sales and marketing is, is you could have the best product in the world, but if you can't sell it, <laughs> then you're in trouble. About it. Yeah. Do you think, or do you feel, let me back up. <laughs> you were, you were moved into this direction because predominantly extrinsic money, right? <laughs> um, and your definition of success was probably the, accomplishment or gaining that money, right? You were, you would be a success if you, if you made money. Yeah, that, that was, that was how it was in the beginning. So what's uh, your definition of success now? So because whenever I originally got introduced into business, I mean, I was like 20 or something, you know, um, it was more materialistic and based on the money. And I mean, all I knew was, I mean, I was in E3 in the Marines and I made like a thousand dollars. So I was like, woo, you know, but so like money was everything, you know, I just wanted to party and go have fun. Uh, I mean, I'm 25 now and I really didn't anticipate such a big mindset shift, but success now I really look at more of time. Um, now money is definitely a big factor in all of that. I mean, money, 
you need money. Uh, money, money is everyone's money. motivation. Yes, exactly. You, I mean, even even if you're going to go out into the world and and give freely, you're going to need money to to fund that. So I think exactly. I think money being a, a motivation factor is fine. Your mind shift at 25. Yeah. What's so, added on to that? So currently, I really look at success as time and freedom. Um, because while I was chasing the money, I sacrificed all my time. So like, I mean, family things happened that I wasn't able to attend that I really wish I should have, like all types of things happened. Um, so being able to do what I want when I want, and, and that, that goes into what I was about to say is, is one of the, the absolute biggest things that helped me was, and this is such a problem nowadays is a lot of people look at money emotionally. So they look at money as I, I have to have it. If I don't have it, I have anxiety I and mean, fear, doubt, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I get that to a certain extent, but by separating myself emotionally from money as it's literally just an object and a tool, it's not going to run my life. Um, huge differences i mean like i have been full disclosure i have been broke as fuck before like i'm talking eating food out of the trash like but even though i was so broke it it didn't it didn't change who i was like i didn't get depressed because of it i wasn't fearful because of it i just kept moving and mm-hmm. i feel like that's a big thing that kept me moving to achieve my goals because if you're emotionally tied to that money i mean i'm sure everybody's had it you go in debt and you're like oh fuck you know like and it drives you is it that separation of emotion from money that it, do you feel like is giving you a little bit of freedom to go into business for yourself uh you're not scared of yeah, I'm not really scared of, of failure. Um, so absolute worst case scenario, I'll sleep in my car if I have to. But I mean, again, even whenever I was dead broke, like I'd still go and look around and be like, look at these trees. Like they're so beautiful, you know, like just look at the sky. Like it's, it's great. Do you <laughs> like have, life is good. Do you have that where you, where you look around at a certain, a certain point and go, there's more, I have to go to the next level. Oh, definitely. Like, do um, you, do you feel like you're ever going to get to a point that you are going, all right, I've arrived. It's time to relax. I feel like I might hit that, but then it's going to get boring. You know, like for example, uh, me right now, I mean, I'm not rich, but like whenever I make good money and like I have a, I mean, my goals are I own a good car and a high rise. Like that's just me. But once I get that and then I'm like consistently making my money and I'm consistently paying my bills and I'm consistently putting, you know, five, five, six thousand dollars in investments, like then the biggest challenge that I'm going to have is I can't get comfortable because I know that that's a big thing, but I don't think I'm ever going to be like, Ah, uh, this is it, you know. Um, 
because this is boring. Like right. I'm going to do something. I'm going to step out onto something or uh, do a new venture or, you know, something. I, I, I don't, I don't want to settling is, is the death of, I mean, it's the death. It's like you die at, you, you die at 30 when you settle and then you get buried at 80. I mean, the last thing I want is to wake up one day and, you know, look around at a place that I don't like being or because that's what happens when you get comfortable and then it just blends. And then right. you wake up one day and you're just like, fuck my life go. Like, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Right. So what would be, I mean, you're, you're at 25, you're mid twenties right now. And you are, though you've had experience and you've had hard knocks behind you that have put you up to this, would you, would you say that you're at um, the beginning of something right now? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, like, I know I have a lot of experience in my belt. I know I have a lot more knowledge than a lot of other people my age, a lot of skills that a lot of people my age don't necessarily have. But I mean, I feel like I can be way next level. I feel like I'm at the beginning. Like, so with you at the beginning, how does that put you in position or how do you leverage that in position to put you in front of clients that are also at the beginning? Is that a sell point for them? Um, it can be. So, I mean, there's, I know there are sales tactics that I can use, uh, in order to do something like that. I mean, by no means am I new, um, because like I do have the knowledge, I do have the experience, I can deliver results. So that so is this a is a good, a good time to clarify. Beginning does not equal new in this case. No, no. You're beginning something new, but you're not new to the game. So an advantage I would think of not being new to the to the industry, but beginning something new with all of your skill set, knowledge, um, natural talent, that there's an opportunity there to leverage real time proof. I mean, definitely, um, because that was one of the ideas that I had, and because I'm like, okay, cool, how am I going to get people? Because like, I don't want to do cold calling again. Um, but by pushing things out. Uh, and showing people what I know and using what I know in order for my own business, like what I've done on other businesses for my own stuff. Right. Like, I, as you said, I could show in real time what's happening, why this is working. And so if somebody comes up to me like, Hey Patrick, I need help with this, this, this. And like, without a doubt, they're not going to be like, I don't know if I want to go to you because one, I mean, if you came to me and asked me, you know, like I'm not, going out to people and being like, Hey, I could solve your problems for you. Like people are coming to me. Right. Um, so I mean, immediately that gives some sort of credibility, uh, because if they're reaching out to me, then they already, I mean, there's already a, a rapport or a, a knowledge factor that they think that I have or that they're seeing, they like what they're seeing and they want to know how to do the same thing. I mean, so like, yeah, the real time stuff, like, I, I feel like that's really good. Uh, I actually had a, an idea, um, and I talked with this with a, with an old friend and it was to, I wanted to build a business and I mean, I don't know what it would be. It might just be a hypothetical business, but go through literally every step and the meaning and the process behind it. And so it would be like, let's say we're making a detailing company. 
So here's how you pick a name, you know, and we're going to like pick a name and, you know, here's why we picked it. Here's how we do it. Okay, cool. Here's how we build our pages. And then we would go and we'd build the pages. Like, this is why we did this. This is why we did this. This is why we didn't do this. This is why we want to do this. So going through every aspect of building a business from literally start to finish, which I feel is something that nobody's ever done because everybody's just like, oh, marketing, boom, you know, sales, boom, product development, boom, you know, but going from literally the, the concept of a business to manifesting it into something and documenting the whole thing. Like I feel there has been some, some, some companies that have done that. Um, I mean, if you look back, I know there are archives of stuff. I like, I think, I think Apple did something like this. I think Google started doing something like this. There's, there are a few other companies that are like, they track all of their progress and they record everything. And like, here's the, the development process to things. And of course they release it years later, but doing something like that, I feel is so powerful and can help so many people because there are, again, a lot of the business owners that I talk with, they're just like, I'm going to build a business. And you know, that's awesome. That's cool. But there's so many things that you can't figure out unless either a, you just, mess up and fall on your ass and learn from it or be like you have to go out and seek that knowledge and some of this knowledge like there are no experts in it you know you just have to like do a fuck ton of reading you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah no i think you're right i think we're going into at least in consulting um coaching uh we're we're going into a more of a mentorship I think Mm -hmm. in professional growth, um, the industry is doing more money than I think it's ever generated in, in the past. And and what's interesting is all the people that are coming into the workforce, those that are, whether they're wanting to be entrepreneurs or whether they're getting into corporate and they're looking to start and really excel at their careers, they're looking for some very authentic behind the scenes and not polished ABC checklist. Right. So I think you're on the right, I think you're on the right path. I think that you saw that before really anyone. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, like I, I really noticed that. And like, again, that's another reason why I don't buy courses. Cause like, I don't want the, like, yeah. And some things I want straight to the knowledge, you know, but in other things, like I want to know the nitty gritty because that's where you learn. And that's where, like nobody talks about the nitty gritty. Like in, in our in our call, uh, we talked about like the mental health issues and stuff, which will probably be a whole nother conversation. But like there are certain aspects of a business nobody tells you about. Yeah, I do. I think that there are aspects of the business and I think that there's a balance because we're seeing educational courses and continuous education because I've been an employee learning for 15, going on 20 years. And a long time. Um, so I've been in that and the whole mindset has changed. The, the modality has changed. It has to shift. Okay. To circle back from the very beginning, people you're, you're already addressing and really head on proving why you are so good at what you do in spite of people going, well, look at how young you are, or well, maybe you don't have this 
you know, formal degree or, or education, you have in your back pocket a proven track record of building up companies substantially and moving the dial. And now you yourself are venturing into something brand new. It's a new beginning for you. And it's going to be you on your own. And I feel like you're really um, attracting and touching people that are really trying to get what they're going, their new thing, off of the ground. So for those folks that need your experience, your expertise, and not only that, they can watch you implement your own strategies and your own tactics and see growth in real time. But how can they get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me, uh, I mean, obviously I have all of my social media branded. Um, so it's going to be at P-T-R-K-B-U-R-T. Uh, literally all my social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, everything. Um, that's going to be the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, honestly, I do free uh, kind of introductory calls. So no matter what your problem is, even if I can't solve it, I've been building a network for so long online that I can find somebody that can. Reach out, drop me a message, drop me an email. Uh, again, ptrkbrt at gmail. Uh, reach out, whatever you need, but here to help. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you for spending time with me, um, going through all the many takes that we went through, and we finally we got it done. We did it. There we go. In the in the Texas and California heat. Unbelievable. <laughs>